Fountain of Life podcast, and I welcome you to today's episode. For the past couple of weeks, we have tried to build on the conversation Jesus had with the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 22, verse 15, where they were laying a trap for him to see whether he will offend in word and bring himself into problems with the Roman authorities. And he managed to wiggle his will out, knowing what God's expectations are. And he, by so doing, he taught us a very important lesson about civic behavior and how we have to relate to human authority. And he told them, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. We built on from that conversation to look at how we as believers should function in a civic society, what are civic responsibilities? And we saw that Paul asked us to pray for all kings, for, of course, added benefits to ourselves and also to help us to reach souls. And also we saw that human government is established by God and he enforces it. He, he holds the leaders accountable as well. The Bible says in Proverbs 21.1 that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. And like a river, he turns it wherever he wishes. So irrespective of our political persuasion, God is in charge of this world. He is holding leaders around the globe accountable. And that should give us some consolation as well. But we also have a role to play in that. And that is what Elijah did, holding Ahab accountable and then enforcing the will of God, destroying the idols that Ahab and his wife Jezebel had set up in Israel. Today, we want to go on further. You see, it is not only God who is interested in the kingdoms of this world and tries by all means to influence it for good. Unfortunately, there is the devil also who is interested in the kingdoms of this world and tries as much as possible like he did in the Garden of Eden to disrupt God's purposes and God's plans and oppose God's purposes and God's plans. So in human government, that influence is very real. So today we want to look at something I've captioned, power behind the throne power behind the throne, the devil's influence in human government. You'll be amazed at how much is revealed in scripture about the kingdom that the enemy has set up parallel to the kingdom of God to try to influence human governments to rebel against God, 
to disobey God's purposes and to release evil in our world. So when Paul says we should pray for all kings and rulers and all who are in authority, that is in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it is real. And besides all the benefits that Paul listed in 1 Timothy chapter 2, the other thing is also that in so doing, we may disrupt the purposes of the devil in influencing human governments. So let's go to the scriptures today and try to find what the Bible says about powers behind the throne. That is how much the devil tries to disrupt the kingdoms of this world by his own power. We know that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. That is, God is a final arbiter with anything that has to do with rulership and authority. He appoints kings and he dethrones kings. But that doesn't rule out the fact that the devil will also want to do the same and disrupt the purposes of God. So let's look at some examples in scripture and why we need to take praying for our governments and all who are in authority very, very seriously. First, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul teaches about spiritual warfare, or he teaches about what we need to do as believers to triumph over all that is evil in our world and seeks to oppose the will and the purposes of God in our lives, in our communities, in the church. So from verse 10 of Ephesians 6, this is what the Bible says. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Paul talks about an evil day. The truth is that every day is evil because we live in a world that is steep with evil. So it's not talking about the end of the world, the end of the age, or the period of war. Every day is an evil day. Jesus says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So this world is steeped in evil. But like we learned in previous episodes, we are hiding under the shadow of the Almighty. He's made us victors in Christ Jesus. We are not at the mercy of evil. We are at the mercy of God and His grace. So we walk in His mercy, in His grace. But that shouldn't make us oblivious to the fact that every day is an evil day and we need to be praying and enforcing the purposes of God. Fun time, right? Okay. So, from what Paul is writing here, we see that he means that our war or we are wrestling not against visible enemies that we can use tanks and planes to combat, but rather these are spiritual entities in a highly structured kingdom that is opposed to the purposes of God. And Paul uses the word principality, he used the word power, he used the word ruler. That gives us an idea of the kind of structure Satan has put in place to hold men captive, to dominate this earth and influence things on this earth. So 
That is what we are against. A highly structured, organized kingdom in the darkness of this world. And these are spiritual entities inhabiting heavenly places. So, that is what we are dealing with. And it's not just individuals that they try to influence. They try to influence kings. They try to influence rulers. They try to influence authorities, businesses. Everything that has oversight over anything on this earth, they try to influence it. You see? So, what we need to understand is that this is what we are up against. So, we need to be able to comprehend how they operate to be able to deal with them adequately. So, let us look at a classic example of a power behind the throne. If you go with me to Ezekiel chapter 28, in Ezekiel chapter 28, Ezekiel describes two entities that a couple of examples I will use, God willing, today and then maybe next week episode will also talk about another power behind the throne occasion. So in Ezekiel chapter 28, in the first verse, the writer describes somebody as the king of Tyre. And then he describes somebody else also as the prince of Tyre. Let's look at these two individuals and then look at the implication of who they are in the real world. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, Because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God. I sit in the seat of gods, in the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a god. Though you set your heart as the heart of a god, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. With your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and guarded gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. So, there is an individual, a ruler, a prince of a location called Tyre. I'll give you the background briefly. And Bible describes him as somebody who is very smart. He's gained a lot of wealth because he knows his way. He's very street smart in the world. He's amassed a lot of wealth. And his heart is lifted up. And he tells himself, that he is a God, you know, and he sits in the seat of gods. And God says, no, you are not a God. You are a man. So here is somebody who is set up for God to destroy him because God puts people in places like he did to Nebuchadnezzar and did to Belshazzar. So, but this person right now, Bible is not saying God is destroying him, but here is how far he has moved to the point of calling himself that he's a God because of how well he has done for himself. Now, if we fast forward a bit and we come down to, so God pronounced judgment on him. He says, you shall die the death of the circumcised. You are just a man, not a God for has spoken. So God passed judgment on him and he was going to be destroyed. Okay. But when you come to verse 11, God describes another being. 
Now from verse 11, the, Ezekiel describes another being. He says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in, the, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, the topaz, and diamond, and burial, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your tabrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You don't need a lot of biblical exegesis to understand who is being talked about here. This is description of Lucifer before he became Satan. But the Bible calls him the king of Tyre. So the reality is this. Whatever this kingdom of Tyre is, there is a human ruler that is the prince of Tyre who is beholden to the king of Tyre. That is Satan himself. So, Tyre and Sidon are part of the land that God gave to Israel, but they never conquered it. So, it remained in the hands of the heathen. And historically, that is the location of the ancient empire, that's the Phoenician Empire. And that is a mighty trading people who go through the seas and trade. So, it's a wealthy place. So this human entity, the prince of Tyre, with the help of the king of Tyre, had set up this powerful kingdom. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is that if you look at just the outward, you might think that, oh, it is just a human ruler on the throne. But the actual power behind the throne is the king. The king of Tyre. And what is the attribute of the king of Tyre? He likes to raise himself up to be like God. That is what the devil wanted. He wanted to be like God. To be above the most high. So you see those same attributes in this prince of Tyre. He calls himself a God. He rises up above what human. He sits. Practically he claims he sits in the seat of the gods. You see. So. The power behind that throne is influencing the real human being who is sitting behind the throne. And every kind of evil that is imaginable is going to be done through this human ruler by the agency of the king of Tar. That is the wickedness that is behind the throne. So when we look at human rulers, let us look behind the spiritual entity what are they operating over there are they using sorcery are they using enchantment are they using the wisdom of god are they humble to the hand of god what is the real power behind the the the, the, the real power behind that throne and that will influence what goes on in that place so the king of tyre controls everything that goes on around that throne and influences it, not for good for sure, but for evil. 
Now let us look at one example of something that came out of Tyre and Sidon. That is a Phoenician area that is in the part of the Mediterranean, that's the Mediterranean part of Lebanon. Okay, that region. So these Phoenician rulers and whatever they have actually are being manipulated and being controlled is a seat of evil. So let us look at how that impacts the kingdom of God, that impacts the people of God. Go with me to the book of Kings. If we go to the book of 1 Kings, we remember Elijah waged war against Ahab. But that didn't start with Ahab. It started way before perhaps even Ahab came on the throne because of this. So if we go to 1 Kings, those 1 Kings chapter 16, 1 Kings 15 and the verse 29. Bible says in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Omri, became king of Israel. So he ascended the throne, a king of Israel. We assume maybe he's going to do something good because they are supposed to worship God and lead the people in you know righteous living but let's see what this guy does and ahab the son of omri reigned over israel in samaria 22 years now ahab the son of omri did evil in the sight of the lord more than all who were before him so this is a summary of the rule of ahab at the end of his rule if you're looking back the Bible says that he did evil more than all who were before him. That is a huge indictment. But how did he get to do that? Verse 31. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians, or king of Tyre. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel were before him. In his days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid his foundation with Abiram his firstborn and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up his gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. Very, very amazing history. So here we see Ahab go contrary to the word of God. Every, God had told him clearly never to marry any of the heathen that they are going to encounter in the land of Canaan, apart from the children of Israel. He purposely goes to marry from Tyre, Tyre and Sidon, that is the Phoenician region. And not just any other person, but he marries the daughter of the king of Tyre. Historians tell us that this king of Tyre is a prince or a, you know, a high priest of Baal. And Baal is one of the most despicable idols that 
was in that you know that that generation human sacrifice any abomination that you can imagine was perpetuated in Baal worship so the name earth Baal means of Baal or belongs to Baal so it is not just any girl that he went to find in the area of Tyre and Sidon but actually the priest of Baal who somehow manipulated and became king of these Sidonians or, or the people of Tyre and Sidon so because of that alliance Jezebel got a foothold in Israel and with her came all the evil demons that had captured or ruled over that area and had set up this evil worship of Baal. So Jezebel became the power behind the throne. And where did that power come from? The king of Tyre. That whole region that is, you know, full of evil and full of wickedness, that Satan's throne and Satan's dominion is clearly established. Jezebel came from the heart of that region. And so what does she do? She began to pull the strings. Ahab now begins to worship Baal. He didn't just worship him. He built temples to Baal. The priests of God were killed. So the real power behind the throne was no more God, was no more the Holy Spirit, was no more the prophets of Israel, but rather a daughter of the priest of Baal, who is now the king of Tyre and Sidon. So when God says that we have to pray for our kings and authority and all who are in authority, these are the issues that we do. That's what possible. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places who seek to influence and become the powers behind the thrones. So imagine Israel under Jezebel. Just evil and wickedness. And there's something that is so tragic that happened. When the people of Israel decided, or when God told them to destroy Jericho, they destroyed it and they put a curse on it that nobody should build this city. If anybody tries to build it, they will lay the foundation in their firstborn and finish it in their lastborn. But here we see, because evil had taken hold through Jezebel, somebody had audacity to build back Jericho. And that is what happens when we take away God's rule and God's authority. And the devil begins to influence power and authority. They build things that oppose God. They build back their cursed places. They release the wickedness of the devil into our societies. So today, it is our responsibility to pray for our government and all who come to power that any evil alliance and any influence that was going to be behind the throne and pull the strings and use them to raise up the Jerichos of our world that are cursed places should never happen. That is our responsibility as believers. That is what we fight against. That is why we need to pray for all who are in authority and to pray so that we will live in peace, in godliness, in all righteousness. Because of the wickedness of Jezebel and how terrible she influenced and impacted the things of God, 
all the way through to the book of Revelations, she has become an epitome of evil in the world. She's, be, she, she's virtually the queen of evil in the world. So as we look ahead, elections are being held across the globe and people, governments are coming into power and all. It's our prayer as believers that those who come on the throne, they will use the power of God. They will humble themselves to God and not yield to the influence of the devil so that the Jezebels of this world will not have a foothold and the Jerichos of this world will never be rebuilt in our lifetime. So the blessings of God can come in our lives. Thank you so much for joining me. And next week, let us look at another instance of look at power behind the throne to see how we can influence that and get a clearer picture of the kingdom of the enemy as it operates in the shadows of this world to influence human government. Thank you so much. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, feel free to share the link and above all, subscribe or download these episodes in Apple, Spotify, Google, and all the places where you get your podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and may God richly bless you. Matthew 11, 28-29 Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. Amen.